Welcome to day 16 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a little movie called Mischief Night. But before I do that, I do want to do some kind of unsolicited um, promotion for a horror documentary that is coming out a little later on this year. I think it's going to ship in November. Um, and it's a documentary that was funded on Kickstarter and it's one that kind of holds a little special place in my heart for the subject that they're talking about. It's, it's definitely a horror documentary. I believe the, the pre-order for the doc is, uh, live until Halloween and at the end of Halloween, I'm not sure that they're going to do any more sales of the movie. Uh, I currently have pre-ordered the Elvira Collector's Edition, uh, which comes with a a couple extra uh, goodies. But this is a a horror doc called In the Search of Darkness, and it's primarily focused on the horror genre and horror in the 80s. And it was uh, a documentary created by fans for fans, and you see that they interview like Cassandra Peterson, John Carpenter, Kane Hodder, Tom Savini, uh, Sean S. Cunningham, Heather Langenkamp, Ryan Turek, uh, all these great people that have worked or are working currently within the horror genre and just kind of the importance and some of the special feeling that like uh, us horror fans or fans of the horror genre really have towards these movies and towards these actors and actresses and, and the special effects teams and the writers and the directors, all the things that kind of go into the horror, um, horror filmmaking, uh, scene. So I just want to say, I think it's worth it. I, I know it's a little bit of a lofty price. Um, but I, it, it's, like 240 something minutes, if I have that correct, uh, when I looked at the specs for it, but it, I don't know how, if, especially if you're a horror fan, how you don't go out and support this, uh, documentary. So I would just recommend it. Uh, I know I've already purchased my copy and I'm really excited. I can't wait for it to get here. I wish it would get here before November, but I guess we're just going to have to deal with it and it will make watching it that much more exciting. All right. So moving on back to the movie that we're going to talk about, and I will play the trailer here shortly for it, is uh, Mischief Night. It's from 2013. Uh, it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, and the basic premise is young Emily Walton, who has suffered from psychosomatic blindness ever since the car accident that took her mother's life, must summon every instinct at her disposal to protect herself and her loved ones from a mysterious intruder. And let me tell you guys, this one is going to be a great one to talk about. You don't remember what happened? No. Mm-hmm. Except you do. It's all in the police report. You may never regain your eyesight. She can't wait to see you. It's a first date, Em. Be lucky if it lasts an hour. You're gonna leave me alone all by myself in this horrifying house. I'm gonna lock up as I leave, so the key is in the spot. Dad, I'll be fine. Have fun! <laughs> Look, babe, it's it's mischief night, you know? I mean, God knows I've terrorized some folks in my time. I just got scared for a minute. 
All right, guys. So let's talk about this movie a little bit. Now, I may be a little bit fuzzy on some of the details because it's been a few years since I've watched the movie. Uh, I'm definitely planning on revisiting it here. It's currently on my watch list. And one of the reasons why I just haven't watched it um, recently is because like I just I want to be able to devote my time to it 100%. Like I don't want to be distracted and I don't want to be worrying about other things because I really enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it. And so I think I watched it I want to say it's probably been about 2 years and I was just I was so impressed by it and the the premise is kind of similar to Mike Flanagan's uh Hush which is a, another really good movie, although it deals with deafness versus um, blindness. So they both both films deal with a disability, but I I kind of like this disability just just a tad bit more, um, mainly because there are some very creepy scenes where uh, the killer is kind of stalking her. And is like almost literally right in front of her. And she obviously she can't see that they're there. Um, So kind of the interesting thing about this, this movie other than, than those aspects to it is this is a movie that's also kind of about grief and over overcoming grief. Her um, blindness is caused by a car accident that she's in, in which her mother um, dies. And so I think this is like a a year or so after the fact. Um, and she's just kind of been like, there's nothing physically wrong with her eyesight. It is just because of the trauma that occurred. She, her body is kind of defending itself by this, creating this blindness for her. And she's, kind of learned to live with it. Um, and so her father's kind of just been, you know, taking care of her. And finally, um, her dad is like ready to move on and he is going out on a date and leaving her kind of at the house all alone. And this is happening all the night before Halloween and in this local area. Now I don't know if mischief night is an actual, like, kind of Halloween tradition. It might be kind of a local tradition for some like smaller cities or something like that, or smaller towns. Uh, I certainly have not grown up in an area that this is kind of a a local tradition or not, but that that's what it kind of seems like where kids in the area the night before Halloween really just like to prank on their neighbors and other people and have fun with it. So it's the night before Halloween. It's mischief night. Uh, her dad's going out on a date. Her aunt is kind of supposed to like stay with her a little bit, but you know, just to kind of check in on her and, and, uh, then go on her way and just kind of make sure everything's all right. And, um, I think you get the first kill like really early on and, and the intruder, well, one thing as I was thinking about while watching the, the trailer And I kind of had forgotten about this and I hadn't seen the movie at the time of when I'd seen this movie. Uh, It was only because of listening to the horror movie podcast and Jay of the Dead uh, talking about how much he loved Alice Sweet Alice 
which I was not as big of a fan of. I thought it was okay, but it it didn't uh, appeal to me as much. Um, the killer's costume in this movie is very similar. He doesn't have quite the same mask, but he does have a mask. And in his um, kind of jacket is that yellow rain slicker type jacket. So I thought that was like, oh, I wonder if that's maybe a little bit of a nod or an homage, you know, to Alice Sweet Alice. But there is kind of no explanation for the killer. And that's something I kind of like about this is uh, it's it's random, like his, his choosing her in her house uh, is not designed at all. Like you could have easily made it like someone she goes to high school with who knows about her blindness and wanted to is sadistic and wants to. Uh, take advantage of her and attack her and do whatever he sees fit uh, to to do to her. So I um, I kind of like the aspect that there that there is no defined reason for why this guy is is doing this, and I don't believe he has a single line of dialogue either. Um, and th- so the tension in this movie, I remember uh, watching. I think there's a scene in the kitchen. And she knows someone's there, but doesn't know someone's there. And he's there. And as she's kind of reaching with her hand out, uh, trying to see or trying to feel if someone's there and him just kind of slowly moving away as she gets closer, just really upped the tension for me. Like I I've, it's really hard for me to feel really tense. Like it, it movie has to do something really, uh, unsettling for me to feel tense in it. And, and the closest, um, thing I can think that has done a movie that has done that to me recently is the Joker movie. Uh, I was very uncomfortable through 95% of that movie. And, And that's the point, like that's the point of the movie. And that's the point of this scene is to make you like, you want to tell her you're shouting at the TV. He's right there. He's right there. Like, look out. And, and you know, because well, one it's you're yelling at a TV screen and two, she's blind. So, you know, she has no way of being able to tell he's there unless he makes like a noise. And he's very good at being very quiet through the movie until like she actively starts to know that, you know, someone is there and someone is chasing her. And so it does have a really good cat and mouse, uh, aesthetic to it. And I can't remember, um, if she has a fear of leaving the house as well. Uh, I'm thinking I'm getting that confused with one of the into the dark, um, movie is the Thanksgiving one where, where the, the daughter does not want or physically like gets a panic attack if she just steps outside the front door. So I don't think, I think the, the issue in this movie is that it's just that she can't, she can't see. So she doesn't know where she's going once she gets out of the house without, you know, having some type of guide. Uh, cause they kind of live further out in the country so that there's really no one nearby that can, actively help her or nor like she can't just go down like right to the next house. I think their neighbor is a distance a little bit like not too far away, but a distance away that someone who has, you know, this ailment or this disability, 
uh, is not going to be able to get to that person easily. So I think that that's what really kind of amps this movie up for me and makes it uh, uncomfortable and tense. And like she's such an, an empathetic character and a character you kind of adore. Like you don't want to see anything bad happen to her. And, um, I think that that's what really ups the, the kind of scare factor to this and the uncomfortable level and this killer who's kind of just does what he does. No explanation, no reason why other than maybe that it's just mischief night. And that's what this person does on mischief night. So I really have to applaud the movie for doing that, uh, it's definitely perfectly timed for the Halloween season. Uh, I'm sorry I can't go into too much more detail about um, kind of certain moments. It doesn't have a high kill uh, count. I mean, they're, they're, it's a very small film. There are only a handful of characters. You have Emily, who is the daughter. You have the father. You have her aunt. Um, I think her boyfriend is only on the phone. I can't remember if he actually shows up in the film. Uh, you have the killer and that's, that's, I, that's just about it. You have a, a trucker, you have her doctor. Um, and that's, you know, that's just about it. There's, there's not a whole lot of, of cast members. And I think that's about like 10 people in the movie as whole. And since it's been, a couple years since I've watched it. Uh, I don't remember all of the factors. I just remember what I felt and how I still feel about the movie after I watched it. And this was one, like, I think it's, it's like actual rating on like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes is fairly low. And I don't think that that's like justifiable. This is why I like to use my, my scale of like one to five. Cause when you put a scale on one to 10, you have too much, in my opinion, too much room to move around with. So you can give an average movie like a four, but that not really being an adequate descriptor of it. You know, it's not, maybe it's not just a 40%, you know, movie. Maybe it's more in the, in the fifties or sixties, but since you're in a scale of one to 10, like you want to reserve the, you know, five or six and up to those movies that really kind of impress you. And then anything below that are the ones that are like, yeah, they're just maybe okay. So that's why I stick to my scale of one to five. I, I don't like having too much room to move around. And I might, it might make some of my movies recommendations or some of my movie reviews seem like they all kind of hit the same number, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. So uh, for this one, I think I'm going to land on a 3.5 out of it. Uh, that might change once I revisit it. I might get back up to a four. Um, I, I just I really like the concept. I really like the idea. I really like how they played with it. And again, this movie is definitely a lot about overcoming grief and overcoming um, disability even because like it's, it's her brain that is causing, you know, it's, it's her subconscious that is not allowing her to see and maybe something needs to break her out of it. And it's possible that maybe this event, this stress that she finds herself going through might be that factor that kind of snaps it into place and allows her to have her eyesight back. But I also like that she doesn't let that kind of, 
disability definer. Like, I mean, she makes jokes about it, but she learned to live with it. So it wasn't like complete pity party. Oh my gosh. Now I'm blind now. Now my sight's never going to come back. No, I'm going to learn to live with this. I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to joke around a little bit and I'm not going to necessarily let it get me down. And that's kind of a through line through the film. Like even though she knows she can't see, she doesn't just give up. Like, I mean, how easy could it be for someone to just be like, well, I can't see how am I going to defend myself? I'm just going to fine. Let, let it be. Um, so I, I think that that's what, this movie really excels on. And I think that's why you should definitely check it out. It's definitely perfectly timed for this time of year and, uh, on Amazon prime for free. So you're not out any money. All right, guys, before we head out, I think I'm going to go ahead and put in the trailer for in the search of darkness, just so you guys kind of get more of a concept uh, of what I'm talking about. And again, like it's something I'm going to have to recommend for you. So I'm going to play the trailer and then uh, we're just going to leave it at that. And we'll see you guys on day 17. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? So this is the 80s. It was a free for all for concepts. When your guard is down, that. Very impressive gore. I just think they're hilarious. It's showtime. Hayes horror was honest. Most horrifying things that I'd ever seen. Terrific. It felt like a simpler time. Good and evil, right and wrong. It's pushing back against a lot of what's happening in the 80s at the time. Things that people really are afraid to talk about. Reaganomics, AIDS crisis. Boundaries were being broken. It was taboo. sex and nudity on screen and it's just as much of a hook as the violence was that resonates on a biological level with every human being it got into your head i'd like sit friends down and be like you gotta see this horror has given a lot of women great roles to play equal opportunity ass kicking is what i'm all for Kincaid represented the minorities all over the world and he was a hero Everything's ironic. Everything's funny. You get to have the fun of the danger without the real danger. Tension, chase, kill. It's just our survival. That element of the unknown, that sense of mortal fear, is what the quintessence of horror is about. I'm special one to do here, you and me. It's unrelenting. The blood in the gore. Horror films are excessive. They're purging. Everybody was trying to outdo each other with the stunts. I will take practical effects any day over CGI. I wanted to be the guy in the monster suit. The makeup artists became one of the stars of the movie. Monsters, vampires. Avocator werewolves. I thought I was making the only werewolf film. Really disturbing and phenomenal. Every single person on this earth has a little bit of darkness in them. I want to have extreme feelings. I want to laugh loud. And I want to worry. And then I want to cry. And it's all about the emotion. I was 
was a kid in Stranger Things that would hop on my bike with all my friends, ride down to the video store, rent a stack of horror movies. We were all in the moment and making stuff up. I love the magic of the movies. We don't take ourselves seriously, but we take the movies very seriously. Nostalgia is powerful. Guilty pleasure. You're not guilty about it. So I don't feel guilty. I think it's great. We have such sights to show you.